You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Hi everyone, welcome back to Technipod. Guys, how has your dating life been? It's been great. I've had two dates this week alone and I think I have a third one coming. I'm not entirely certain but by dates I actually mean updates and one of these big ones on the horizon is Windows 10 being updated to Windows 11. Wait, hold on. So that means that you haven't get out with any other girls like as of recently? No, nah, man, my only dates have been updates, man. Ah, that would be that would be bad. Um, but anyway, there's this upcoming rumors Windows 11 coming up soon. New looks, new feels, and I'm pretty excited about the looks and feel of the Windows 11. I don't know what you guys think about it. So what's new with Windows 11? Is it a big change? So for now, uh it is currently a developer build. So what it means is that it's not a fully fleshed out build. There's not much functionality that is already inbuilt in the OS or Windows 11, which is kind of surprised a lot of people because way back in the days Windows literally said that Windows 10 is going to be the very last Windows version and then I think a couple of months ago that's when Windows said that they are going to stop providing services for Windows 10 up until 2025 if I'm not mistaken having Windows 11 is a major surprise not just for me but every PC enthusiast out there exclusively for the looks right now because we don't know if there's any other features although there are rumors there are they're going to incorporate DirectX 12 Ultra as well so I'm looking forward for that as well so let's talk about the looks first mm-hmm. what is going to look different the first thing that is going to look very much different is that the menu is literally at the center of the desktop If you're having a hard time imagining this, basically it will look a bit like the Mac interface. A little bit much, yeah. If you think about it, like another major up bump when it comes to like the interface itself is the Windows Explorers has round corner as well, which is mm, I think that I, sounds a little Mac like too. Yeah. This feels like when I do a PowerPoint presentation for my dear bosses and I'm like how do I jazz up right. this PowerPoint, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, straight edges, curved edges. Oh, so sleek. <laughs> <laughs> so here's another thing that I want to ask you guys actually because I'm a PC user, I'm not a Mac user. Another improvement when it comes to like the UI itself is the pop-up or rather the expand animation of it. Does macOS have that? Yeah, so macOS when you actually go into the bottom taskbar, it's actually teeny tiny at first, but when you hover your mouse over it, mm-hmm. it actually expands slightly because you can actually see what you're trying to click on. Right. And uh, Windows has kind of foreshadowed this feature as well where mm-hmm. the icons on your desktop are now centered and they're shrunk slightly. However, when you hover your mouse over it, it makes it a little bigger so you know what you're clicking. Now, here's the thing. The only thing that I want on Windows is group Windows Explorer. I don't know about you guys like If I have like a bunch of like folders on desktop, I want to have the ability to actually group them all together into one simplified window rather than having they all over the place because as a person who work a lot of like files, it's really difficult to actually organize it. I don't know if you guys realize when Chrome recently launched the grouping tab. Oh yeah, so Chrome which has had a major update, Chrome probably had the best date of the year so far. 
Uh, and Chrome has the ability <clears throat> to kind of group up the same tab on top of each other. So if you have like five tabs of YouTube open and they're all playing lo-fi, you can all put them on top of each other and uh, you'll have one tab showing you five different elements there. You know, I'm very guilty of having 20 tabs open at all times, but oh, me too. I have that. never grouped my tabs. I'm, I'm How do you group your tabs actually? I believe it's shift as well as right click on the tab and yep. then you can drag that tab similarly as you would when you left click and you just hover it on top of the same tab and just let go. Because I knew about this feature, but I just I could not be bothered to figure out how it works. Hold on, I'm I'm quite concerned about your RAM usage. If you open that much tab on Chrome, yeah, well, it's fine. It's it's fine. Aha, it's fine. <laughs> so for those who are jumping into Windows 11, again, like I said, the menu is literally at the very center of the taskbar. But you can shift it to the left like originally, but it doesn't look the same. I personally, for for the person who used Windows 10 throughout his entire life. I don't know how I feel about the new tile cards. So for those who are wondering, the tile cards are basically when you open up the menu, uh, there's a couple of like tiles like on the right side of the menu. I believe like the start menu does have the tile feature right mm -hmm, now, right? Yeah. We're going to compare a lot between macOS and Windows 11. I mean, it's the only other thing you kind of have uh, to compare against. What else are you going to compare right. against? Linux? <laughs> that's, that's true. That's a developer joke. Nobody's going to get that one, but it's fine. That's true. We're leaving it in there. Okay, here's the thing. Like, there's another thing that I think that macOS actually used a lot, which is Spotlight, right? Oh, yes. The Spotlight feature is fantastic. It's one of the things that fully converted me from a Windows user to a Mac, a yeah. Mac user. Yeah, because like, I think that... Wait, what's the Spotlight feature again? You don't <laughs> use Apple? I mean, I use Apple, but I might not know the name <laughs> of the feature, right? Uh, it's the one where if something's happening on the tab, it comes to the front. So you know which tab to actually click on. What? Can you discover Well, Welcome to discovering new features. <laughs> I swear, guys, I'm into tech. I am. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with all of the things that you have on your desktop. There are plenty of features that nobody has enabled on their PC since they got it. So it's uh, it's not uncommon to have multiple different features that you've never used before. That's true. That's true. Another thing that is coming as a surprise, well, not really. We already have this feature already in Windows 10 21H2, which is the placement of widgets. And I don't know about you guys, but some of the widgets is actually useful. Some of the widgets is basically just random newspaper that I don't even read. If you're not sure what the update 21H2 is, if you've noticed on your taskbar, suddenly it tells you the weather. <laughs> because in Malaysia, how would we know? There's so many choices, sunny or rainy. Besides maybe sitting beside a window, how else would I ever figure out that it's mostly sunny outside at 36 degrees? Hey, to be fair, I was living in the room that's basically not facing towards outside. So it, like everything is dark. I have to rely on it whether, it, whether it's like raining or not. I so need to has watch it changed your life? <laughs> in a bit. <laughs> you know, it's ironic because back when we were working at offices on a full-time basis, then I didn't know the weather. But now... Now it's right beside me. The window is right beside me. <laughs> Literally <laughs> and figuratively. <laughs> That's actually brilliant. But yeah, like the widget itself has been replaced a little bit or rather repositioned a little bit uh, in Windows 11. In Windows 10, like Kat just said, it's on your taskbar, it's on the right side. You can disable it. I don't remember how you disable it. Okay, honest. so this is just a public service announcement for those people who don't need to know that the weather is mostly sunny today. Uh, you can right-click on your taskbar and there's a little gear icon that says 
select which icons show up on your desktop and you click that and you just scroll until you find weather and temperature and you just turn that off. It's rather simple. You know, it makes you think, uh, what was the need to implement a feature like this if 99% of people were going to go and turn it off instantly afterwards? Thank you. Thank you very much. I will turn it off as soon as possible. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold up for a second here. Do you guys actually hate the widgets? It's really annoying because I feel like Windows hasn't had very many good updates lately. And this is one update that you really can't miss because my mouse <laughs> keeps true. hovering across it and then suddenly half of my screen is blocked. <laughs> That's true. That's and I'm true. like, what's oh going on? What's this? <laughs> yeah, you know, when you're in the middle of a presentation for work and you just need to show everybody the weather. Yeah, it's, it's there for you. <laughs> Windows is always there for you. It's perfect for small talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, really sunny day on we're having. So back to the presentation. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Suddenly we are British. <laughs> we care so much about the weather. <laughs> ah, it's not raining today. Time for a sport tea. I don't know about you guys, but the weather as well as the traffic widget is actually very useful for me um, personally. All the the other... traffic widget. We're in a yeah, lockdown. Where are you going? Why do you need to know what the traffic's like? I don't know. Maybe people are looking for tra- for traffic like I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, like uh, I think those the only two um widgets that I can actually relate to myself. Other than that, all the news is basically just random news that I don't even read or interested. Yes. You know what I mean? Suddenly, so much news. I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> One more thing when it comes to like Windows 11, they have a startup sound now. Well, they actually always had one. Apparently, Windows 8 and Windows 10 did have one, although no one has ever heard it because <laughs> yeah. by default, it's turned off. I yeah. think most people are like me. When you get the computer itself, you tend to mute all of Windows sounds because nobody wants to be in the middle of watching a movie or listening to, you know, a podcast on Astroshock. And out of nowhere, you get a notification from the right side in the middle of your screen with like the loudest noise known to, known to mankind. <laughs> when it comes to like the booting sound, do you guys remember like the time when you guys were using Windows 7? Like the, the boot up sound, that boot up like song. Sing it, sing you it know? for us. Ding, 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 ding. You know that, that, that one. Like, I, I don't know, like... Personally, I'm so used to not having a boot up sound. I know for the fact that you guys are laughing. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm, I'm so I'm so used to um, using Windows Seven way back in the days, and then jumping to Windows Eight and we just Windows Ten having no boot up sound feels a little bit odd. But it's a welcome introduction for Windows Ten. Well, Aiden, let me comfort you there. This uh-huh. is a, a bit of a spoiler for you listeners on right. how the Windows Eleven sound will go. Doom doom doom. It's very calming, I feel. Very oh, wow. calming. I would love to rush to my meeting in one minute's time while listening to that turn my, when I'm turning my PC on. That I feel brilliant. like it's, it's quite fast. It evokes this sense of calm and peaceness. Zen. zen. Very zen. Yeah, very for all zen. the people who, you know, always wake up late just in time to take their work calls, you know, you, you have some form of peace right before the day starts. Right. I can't say that on a straight face. Um, so another major, well, not really major, it's mostly like mining in honesty. Have you guys seen the new Windows logo? Like, exactly square. Oh, you mean that logo where it looks like it was rotated like 30 degrees? <laughs> yes, I have seen that logo somewhere before. Oh, wait, it was on Windows 10. It was yep. the Windows 10 logo rotated sideways. Yeah, now it's like perfectly square now instead of like So, tripod. there's also this meme where when we reach Windows 12, the window will rotate slightly more to the left. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, not just Windows, but as of recently, a lot of companies go to... S- like minimalist design for the logos. Yes. I feel like Windows should be 
always been a trapoise like look and feels of it. Like it always been like the Windows like feels. So of clearly, it. this Windows Eleven update is very monumental because we haven't really had much of substance to say apart from it looks different. It's a pretty dress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Meantime, Apple though, have you guys seen the Mac Universal Control demo? It is mind-blowing. Oh, indeed. that has probably been one of the things that I've been waiting for all my life. And I didn't even know I was waiting for this until I came into the studio and Kat and Aiden told me about it. It gives you the ability, Mac Universal Control, to share a single set of peripherals, so a mouse and a keyboard, across multiple different iOS devices. Now, that sounds just really normal. It sounds like you could just download a program off of Pirate Bay and you could do the same thing on your computer. But now, what if I told you you could also move files between multiple different iOS computers? Now, that is truly changing the it's way that people use... It's not just iOS computers. You can hook up your MacBook, your iMac, and your iPad without any wires. Just put them side by side. And then somehow they're like, hey, my buddy's beside me. And then you can just click and drag stuff across from any device. It's so cool. Yeah, who needs to, you know, manually press airdrop between devices? I just want to right-click and drag it over here. It's much more simple that way. We used to have it for PC. It's called Synergy, but nowadays it's already paid version and I think like it's quite expensive to do that. You can like switch over from PC to uh, Linux and as well as Mac if I'm not mistaken using Synergy but again the license is quite expensive and nobody you know like really bothered about like using this kind of like features like um, UC. I can, I can dispute that. The person who owns the Mac will never own a Linux or a Windows. I mean, and the person who owns Linux will definitely never own a Mac. Fair well, point. to be fair, I have both a Mac and a Windows. This is the problem. If I wasn't a gamer, right, I think I would just be fully immersed in the Apple ecosystem. No, high five, dancing about the jungle because like it is growing. Right. And it is beautiful, their ecosystem. It's gotten so user-friendly and all these like innovative features yeah, you, know, new startup you didn't sounds. know you need in your life. <laughs> and you're there. <laughs> so I think that we already covered about like the looks and feel for Windows 11. Let's talk about a little bit under the hood for Windows 11. And I think that now I really want to talk about DirectX 12 Ultra. Okay, so to the uninitiated, I'm going to make this sound as least technical as possible. The way that your computer gets your beautiful pictures or your images to your screen is through what's known as a rendering API. And uh, DirectX, the Windows rendering API for games, has been running all the way since Direct. X9, Aiden can please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here. But with Windows 11, we finally get to look into DirectX 12 Ultra. Now, this is the pinnacle in video rendering. And this gives video game creators as well as players even, gamers, video editors, name yourself, you'll be helped by DirectX 12 Ultra. And the idea here is all of these new features that are coming into the gaming space, real-time light rays, ray tracing, even um, fidelity super resolution. All of these things run off of this DirectX 12 Ultra rendering API that I'm talking about. And the idea here is as soon as all of this goes live, this becomes the gold standard for video games from here onwards to the future. So every single game we play in the future is going to have real lighting in the game. It's not going to be some developer coding in fake light to pretend as if the sun is somewhere. They are going to actually be able to add a light source and it's actually going to be able to reflect on everything, create shadows, create reflections in puddles. And it's beautiful. It's one of the nicest things to happen to PC gamers in a very long time. So yeah, you know, call me a little bit overexcited for Windows 11. I actually really am. I know what kind of games I have to stay away once that API or rather DirectX 12 Ultra is going to roll out horror games. 
It's gonna be so realistic. Oh, if you thought horror games were scary before, get ready to get scared your socks off. Uh, I hate horror games so much. Uh, but anyway, with DirectX 12 Ultra, I think that it's not just going to help a lot of like game developer, but also animation as well. Because way back in the days, um, the way how animator works with the um ray tracing technology is that they're going to have you know spend like what like weeks or months of rendering. Oh, it's gonna be one sweaty developer in his sweatshirt just manually coding in every single ray of light just to kind of pretend that there's a shadow here and a reflection there. But now, video games just give you the ability to add a light source somewhere mm. and you don't need to do any of that work anymore. So, you know, as a developer yourself, you can kind of relate to this. Anything that gives you less development work to do is always a good thing. It's always a good thing, especially when it's always going to help you ease your task when it comes to like, you know, like codes and do shading and stuff like that. It's always a nice welcome for developers. Definitely a welcome update. Yeah. And I think that uh, that's about it for Windows 11. There's not much th to talk about, but um, if you guys are interested, I believe uh, Microsoft is going to have their keynotes very soon. Not really sure when though, but once it's dropped, definitely, definitely do check it out because if you guys think that the new Windows is for you guys, maybe you guys can go ahead and update. I might as well open up my Windows in my, in my room because there's no sunlight. <laughs> So apart from all these life-changing big updates, mm -hmm. uh, we do frequently get updates for right. our PCs mm -hmm. and our phones and whatnot. Mm -hmm. What is the importance of updating? So one of the very benefits of updating your machines, whether it's on macOS or uh, Windows, is security patches. Like one of the huge flaw or one of the huge um, security patches is when WannaCry was came out. For those who doesn't know what WannaCry is, it's basically a biggest cybersecurity attack in the world so far. And uh, a lot of people like lose their like data and stuff like that. Um, very, very scary stuff. And it was pretty scary because even like hospitals lost access to their databases, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the reason why um, in our previous episodes, we definitely, definitely highly recommend you guys to have an off-site backups just in case if anything goes wrong. But we do also suggest that to always update any kinds of like software that you guys have, whether it's on your phone or your PC, make sure to update it because it will come with the security patches. Well, a little bit of sprinkle on top, like a, a new features for your devices, like the widget we just talked about that, that some of us hate. But... Uh, yeah, um, other than that, they're going to add uh, a little bit of features, like really, very, very useful features. But I don't think that for those who are listening right now, it's going to be really excited. It's actually excited for me personally. It's called Winget for Windows. It's basically use a command line to automatically install rather than you have to like type. So Winget is developer kind of stuff, so I'm not going to get into it. But other than that, like having new features, having new updates, very, very important for your PC. Also performance. Because, uh, true story, this is something that I, I really want to talk about for you guys. I encountered one machines that haven't been updated for, I believe, like six months. And their hard drive are like capped to 100%. I don't know why. Because the Windows always keep on checking updates. And yeah, up update your Windows, guys. Because that, that poor hard drive is going to work so hard. Like, I don't know why it's Windows. So the hard drive is kept to 100% because it had to check? Yeah, because you have to check and downloading and making sure that all those installation files in the drive. How so Windows it work? didn't update, but it kept downloading the updates, but didn't install the updates. Yeah, so partial of the file is there. So they do the checking in the background. Okay. Yeah. Okay, guys. So update or one day you might want to cry. <laughs> 
That's actually pretty great. I'm looking forward for Windows 11. Do you guys looking forward for Windows 11? Oh yeah, most definitely. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> so far it's mostly like like UI and stuff like that. I'm looking forward for the features behind it. So yeah, as a final conclusion and a bit of a friendly consumer advice, you know, keep your devices up to date, whether it's your phone, your tablet, your laptop, or even your PC, because occasionally these updates, when not done correctly, may make you want to cry. And with that said, that's the end for us here today. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.